the kingdom message couldn't go forth. And I always say, God specializes in using messy people. But that don't mean you stay messy. The kingdom, you, you, you got the kingdom, the kingdom time, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, uh, uh, Paul said to the church of Corinth, he said, when I was a child, I, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, but, 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 but when I, but when I became a man, I, I put away. Somebody say, put away. Uh, Sometimes you got to put away your childish ways. Then it says I, that, that I put away childish what, things. So, so my point, though, is that some, you got to turn a corner somewhere down the road. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you got to get over those elementary things. Come on, somebody. But God loves us so much that he knew the end from the beginning that he didn't take your call, he didn't take your gift. And I would hear people, they would tell, honey child, if you don't use that gift, God going to take it. Y'all remember that term, honey child. He going to take your gift, girl. You better use it. Use it for the Lord. It's just, this not hermeneutically correct at all. Because again, if God was in the business of taking gifts, we'd all be in trouble. Amen? I'm thinking, especially me, up here preaching to y'all. God should have just snatched my stuff at 14. Should have just took the gift. Come on, somebody. Come on, all of us can go back and remember when you started acting a fool. And how long you acted a fool. And the gift was still in you. The call of God was still on you. Come on, somebody. The gift was still on the inside of you. Could you imagine all the people that can sing and if they did something wrong, God took their singing. We couldn't enter in. Come on, we, we, look at what God just did with the, these individuals on this stage, and I'm sure they all got a story. Somebody say, but God. So remember, the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. And part of the reason why God allows that gift and call to linger on the inside of you is because he's longing for you to not only use that gift, but he's longing for you to get your life in alignment with him. So he does not snatch gifts. So don't ever let somebody tell you, if you're going to use it, you're going to lose it. But I will say this, it'll lay dormant on the inside of you and die when you die. I heard Miles Monroe say this years ago. He said when he drives by cemeteries, he says he sees all those gifts out there that would never come to fruition. So let's make sure what's on the inside of us that we use. So... This is what happens, too, when you work your gift. My first point, in order for your dream to become a reality, you got to work your gift. Look at this. Go, go to Proverbs 18, 16. Proverbs 18, 16. Look at this. It says, a, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. So it's just a matter of time that if you work your gift, sometimes it takes being at the right place at the right time, because sometimes God doesn't want you to be uh, uh, exposed too premature, so he'll let you go through some seasons, amen, kind of like David, where you get overlooked. But when it's all said and done, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Why? Because you can't lose your gift. You can't lose that call that's on your life. Now, of course, um, we've been promoting that. Today we're going to show clips from the movie, um, The Temptations. And so I'm going to show you this first clip, uh, this individual. He's working his gift and he's doing well because what? He's working his gift and he finally gets seen. Look at this real quick. Hey, my baby brother, David Ruffin. Come on, man. Come on, man. Win. 
to a good start here. He's working his gift. His gift, you know, causes him to make room for him to the point where he's at dinner now with the Temptations because the Temptations had just fired a guy in the band named Al. Most of y'all remember he lost his mind. So nevertheless, here comes David Ruffin out of nowhere. His gift makes room for him. And I believe that he helped give them some leverage. He helped take the group to the next level. You know, because at some time you can be one person away from going to your next level. So here it is, David Ruffin comes into the picture, amen, and then he's very humble. You know, he's sitting by the bus saying, I can't believe I'm a part of something like this. I feel like I could belong. He's saying all the right things, but there is one red flag at the dinner table when he mentioned about he didn't like rules, which what he was saying is, I don't like boundaries. I don't like somebody to have a leash on me. And how many know in this world we need rules? They got places for people who break the rules. It's called Florence Penitentiary. And for you women, it's called Perryville Penitentiary. They even got a place for y'all. <laughs> Act up. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So we need boundaries. We, we, you know, we, we, we need boundaries. We need structure. So that we don't be reckless and wasteful. That's what happened to the prodigal son. He got out of control. Come on. But thank God for Luke chapter 15, verse 17. The Bible says he came to himself. Anybody in this building came to yourself. And you begin to realize, wait a minute, I'm better than this. Out here reckless and wasteful. They ain't got no boundaries. Breaking all the rules. And wonder my, 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 wondering why my life has gone south. So we see here. He's saying all the right things, but there, a red flag comes up because, you know, when he heard the word rules, see, when you solo, doing a solo, you can just do you. But now that you're a part of a group, got to show up to practice on time. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times it's, it's, it's practice that makes perfect, if you will. So my first point is, in order for your dream to become a reality, you got to work your gift. David Ruffin is working his gift. He gets, he gets found. I mean, obviously, if you watch the movie, he already was signed by Motown, but then he made the transition from a solo career to being a part of a group, amen, and he was a good fit at that time. And it's interesting, I was sharing with the 8 o'clock service because you can be, get found working your gift. 
I can remember being at uh, Pastor Casey Treat's house and a gentleman that happened to be over the house named Obed Martinez had watched me on national TV in and he had made the comment. He said, man, you did a great job. I would love for you to get a passport. If you don't have one, get a passport and go with me to Australia and New Zealand. I've never been out of the nation, out of the United States. So that was new for me. Six weeks later, I'm preaching on the soil of Australia, telling people that Jesus is Lord. And then six weeks later, I'm in New Zealand telling people that Jesus is Lord. Why? Because I got found working my gift. Because sometimes you can be one divine connection away from going to the nations. Shoot, even this January, I'm going to be preaching in London the last Sunday of January. And then 10 days, I'm in South Cape Town, South Africa, and Johannesburg, and places like that. I told them I ain't ready for the woods yet now. I need, I need to be somewhere where I can go get a hamburger. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, he calls certain people to do missionary work. Come on, that's not my anointing right now. <laughs> so number one. In order for your dream to become a reality, you got to work your gift. Your gift will make room for you, bring you before great men. The other scripture we looked at, amen, Romans eleven twenty nine. the gift and calling is without repentance. So if you work your gift, you will believe, I believe God will open room for you and so on and so forth. Number two, in order for your dream to become a reality, you got to stay humble. Somebody say humble. You, the word humble means to be meek, to be submissive, to be lowly. It also means to not be arrogant or haughty. So anytime God is elevating you and taking you to different dimensions and your gift has made room for you and brought you before great men, now is not a time for you to start smelling yourself. So this next clip is about staying humble. Look at this next clip. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, fellas, how you doing? Treats, baby. Flynn, or whatever your name is, you need to go. Okay, Dave. I'll leave you boy a little sunshine. Why don't you take that little sunshine along with you? Ooh. Gonna be friends. Good friends. Boy, Norman just kept whipping us and whipping us the other day, huh? I don't think I can get any better, though. That ain't the way I see it. Oh, yeah? Well, hit me up. Well, for one, you missed a very important meeting. Not to mention a last few sessions. I'm not even going to count the rehearsals. And it's probably because of all this crap you keep shoving up your damn nose. Well, maybe I don't need as much rehearsal as some other folks. David, this can't go on. What you got to say, Blue? That's right, Otis. Whatever you say, Otis. Now, David, it's like this. Now, either you're going to straighten up or we're letting you go. Blue, you all right with that? 
I'll miss you. But not if you're hurting the group. Hurting the group? I'm the best thing ever happened to this damn group. Nobody's bigger than the group. <sighs> Y'all ain't stupid. I'm the one selling the records. They coming to see me. They coming to see the temptations. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. You wish you could work it the way I do. But you can't. Because there is only one David Ruffin. And without him, the Thames ain't nothing but a group in search of a David Ruffin. Matter of fact, I've been thinking. We should call the group David Ruffin and the Temptations. Where the hell's Ruffin? Hey, you tell me, because I don't know. Lou, how much time we got? Like two minutes. This is getting old. Otis! Mel, fellas. Where's David Flynn? Ah, uh, we gotta talk. No, we don't need to talk to you. Maybe before. Before what? Before I became David's manager. Manager? Y'all go on as David Ruffin in The Temptations? He's right here. Now you tell David that we going on with or without him. So that's a no? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm David Ruffin, and these are The Temptations. That's David, that's David. Oh my goodness, you should have seen their faces when I laid it on them. I am Mr. Ruffin's manager, and he ain't going on. They almost wet their pants. Oh, is his face? Pitiful. <laughs> it's pitiful. And you ain't even being unreasonable, baby. Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Uh -huh. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Of course not. Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Hey, David Ruffin and the... What's their name? <laughs> See what happens when you start smelling yourself and you start believing in your press clippings? So sad. You, you, you think you can't work it like me, Otis? Without me, the temptations is in search for another David Ruffin. Isn't it sad though when he was by the bus and he said, I feel like I belong and this feels right and saying all the right things, but on the way up, that's where the problem, see the problem ain't when you're down a lot of times. The test is when you start going up, if you can stay humble. Because a lot of us, our test wasn't when we was poor. Come on, somebody. That was just, it is what it is. You just adjust and adapt. And Philippians 4.12, Paul said, I can live abound in the base, which means with or without anybody been in them seasons. And you just make it happen. And all of a sudden, you get a little something. And some folk lose their mind. All of a sudden, your gift and made room for you, brought you before great men. Now you believe in all the hype. Let me drop something on you real quick. At the end of the day, none of us are our gift. I think that if we can just get to that place. Listen, I am pastor still at church, but when I go home, I am Reggie. Y'all might not even want to know him. He kind of mean. Like, where my stuff at? Oh, uh, y'all. <laughs> 
Oh, see, my wife said, tell the truth. I can't tell the truth. Y'all might be. <laughs> but my point is this. You are not your gift. At the end of the day, the minute you start believing the applause that people are giving you and you really let that start going in your head, it's a wrap. Put up a good scripture that'll help everybody. Put up Romans 12, 3. This is the scripture that David, I wish he would have knew. For I say through the grace was given to me to everyone who is among you to not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now you thinking you all that in a bag of chips. Now you think you bigger than the group. Come on, now all of a sudden you get exposed, you know, and then here it is, you know, Barry Gordy sees it, they invite you to dinner, you know, y'all make a pact, we're going to make this happen, you know, but he already gave him heads up, said I kind of struggle with rules, in other words, I struggle with balance, he was giving them heads up, but when it was all said and done, he began to think more highly of himself than he ought to, so we got to be careful on the way up that we don't start thinking more highly of ourselves. Even yesterday, as I'm getting my haircut uh, uh, at the barbershop in El Mirage, uh, here, you know, back right next door to Surprise, right across the street is where our former church offices are. And they're still there. Matter of fact, another church moved in there, Victory Outreach, they've made that, that building an actual church. Now that was our, what we, I have me and about probably eight employees that work there. And so I'm so glad that every Wednesday and Saturday I get a chance to see where God brought me from. You know, because you can get to a place like this and start thinking you all that. But Zechariah, I believe it's 4 and 10, says to not despise the day of small beginnings. Despise meaning don't resent where God has brought you from. Don't start passing by stuff where you used to work and start throwing your nose up like, mm. You better put a smile on your face and say, if it had not been... For the Lord that was on my side, I'd still be flipping burgers on I-17 in Peoria. So we have to stay humble. One of the words for the word humble means to stay low. And that was David's problem. He didn't know how to stay low. Got to stay low. So number one, in order for your dream to become a reality, you got to work your gift. Number two is that in order for your dream to become a reality, you have to stay humble. Go to Proverbs 8 and 13 real quick. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. Look at this real quick. It says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. So God is literally saying, I hate pride. I hate when people are arrogant. I, I hate when your ego gets out of control. Because we all got one. But you got to keep that thing suppressed. You got to keep that thing in check. And as I would say, the word ego acronym means edging God out. That's exactly what you do when you slip into self. That's why John 3.30 says in order to increase, you have to decrease. You have to die to your flesh. And remember that when God is elevating you and promoting you, that it is greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. So 1 John 4, 4 talks about that. Greater is he that is in us. But let's look at this other scripture. Look at Proverbs 16 and 18. Proverbs 16 and, and 18. Look at this. Pride goes before destruction. 
and a haughty spirit before a fall. So pride leads to destruction, and being haughty will lead to your fall, to your demise. That's why it's sad that by the bus, he was so grateful and thankful just to be a part of the group. He was having his moment, if you will. And even uh, Otis came by and said, are you okay? He's like, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm excited. I finally belong to something, something that feels right. And then all of a sudden, he let deception come in. So we all got to be careful of the spirit of deception. And the Bible talks about deception in Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. It says, if possible, it says, even the very elect will be deceived. Look at that real quick. Look at that. It says, for false Christ, false prophets will rise, show great sign, and wonders to deceive, if possible. So how about say, if possible? Even the elect. Elect meaning us. We all have been elected by God. We all have been called by God. Before you even entered your mother's womb, God already had a plan. He already knew the numbers of hair that would be on your head. Amen. Called you, set you apart, sanctified you, all of that. Amen. And knew the hiccups and human moments that you were going to have. He already knew the flaws that you would even have. But he still summoned you out of darkness, called you into what? His marvelous light. Don't let deception come and get the best of you. On your way up, keep working your gift. On your way up, stay humble, stay low. Don't believe in your press clippings. You don't know, even as a pastor, how many people come out of the world. Oh, you bless me and you do this. And, you know, when I first started the church, that sounded cute and sexy. Now it's like, praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to allow that spirit to get a hold of me where I start thinking I'm some Christian celebrity. I've watched guys that have gotten to that whole Christian celebrity uh, season and then all of a sudden they crash and burn because they thought they were their gift. How many other people do we know that they thought they were their gift? And they're not even with us no more. Because one thing your gift won't bring you is peace. Only Jesus can give you that. Can I get a witness up in here? I've learned this. And Bishop Jason, we had him come preach for us years ago. He talked about how God will turn your opposition into an opportunity. But I'm going to flip it. Sometimes you can turn your opportunity into your opposition. David Ruffin turned his opportunity into his very opposition. He couldn't stand success. He couldn't stand going up. That's why I'm trying to help y'all. Because you get, God's getting ready to promote some of y'all. He's getting ready to elevate some of y'all. And I want, as you're going up, I don't want you to be smelling yourself. You're going to be like, if it had not been, girl, if it had, honey child, if it had not been, if it had not been for Jesus. Because I know me and I ain't all that. I ain't even that smart. But when I put on the mind of Christ, when I put on the helmet of salvation, all of a sudden something begins to click in my psyche. And that's the Holy Spirit that begins to work on your behalf. And then all of a sudden you walk out of the building looking like a freaking genius. But you knew it was the Holy Spirit that was aiding you and assisting you and directing you because the Holy Spirit is a director. Somebody need to give God a praise for the Holy Spirit. For the Bible says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in our mortal body. Somebody give 
give God a praise in this place. Slap your neighbor and say, stay humble. Stay humble. Put up James. See, this is what happens when you stay humble. Put up James 4.10. Look at this. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And he, somebody say he, will lift you up. Most of y'all heard my testimony when I started Kingdom 11 and a half years ago. I said, Mama, you got any advice for me? You've been a first lady for over 20 years. She looked at me. She said, humble is the way. I said, she said, I said, anything else, Mama? Humble is the way. And you know, my mom's one of them women. She, no, 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 no. <laughs> that old school, you know what I'm saying? When it's really in their spirit. And I was just, you know, that's just mama. We'd be walking down the hallway. She, da, da, ba, Lord, keep them. I believe that's part of the reason why he didn't kept me. That might be weird to some of y'all, but that spirit of weird will keep you. Come on, somebody. Anybody grew up with a praying mama? Mama just be cooking and be praying. Lord, keep the babies. They shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. Lord, let your angels be encamped around them. Lord, let them know you as Jehovah Jireh. You're their provider. I thank you that they will have a great life. That's all I heard growing up. And it's stuck. Sometimes we need to go back to that old school mentality. Go by them kids' room and just bless it when they ask you, Lord, we got just bless this room. I bless this bed. I bind any unfiled activity. <laughs> you better hear what I'm saying. Lord, if they try to come in here and do something, let the conviction, let the fear. Oh, don't act like y'all ain't trying to jump through no windows and stuff. And I mean, y'all was just bold. Just come through the front door. Everybody sleep. <laughs> uh, somebody say, but God. <laughs> so glad his mercies are new every morning. But at the end of the day, we got to stay humble. If we want our gift to make room for us and bring us before great men, we have to stay humble. So number one, your dream can become a reality if you work your gift, if you stay humble. Let's look at this other scripture. Put up Proverbs 13 and 10, and then we'll move on to the third point. Look at this. By pride comes nothing but strife. Look at the strife that he brought to the group. They were doing just fine until he stopped showing up the rehearsals. And he made the comment, I just don't think there's any much more I can do. In other words, he was saying, listen, I'm all that. Y'all the ones that need the work, not me. I'm David. Matter of fact, we need to change the group. David Ruffin in the temptation. Then you in the, in the little Rolls Royce rolling out. Talking about, I'm David Ruffin. And what's their name? Spirit of amnesia. You didn't forgot where you came from, Negro. Excuse, I'm sorry. I didn't get <laughs> Don't forget where the good Lord has brought you from. Work your gift and stay humble. 
One of my greatest things in my life was to meet Muhammad Ali. Me and Greg, my assistant, back in probably 09, we got some in the mail, said we can meet him, have breakfast with him, with several other people. And, you know, everywhere I go, I just got favor. They put me and Greg right by his table. I was able to take pictures with him. I was able to talk to him. Obviously, he couldn't respond back to me. Oh, but that tear hit his face. When I began to tell him, I appreciate how you stood up against the government back then. Back in that day and time, how you, stu you stuck to your guns and how you fought for your, for your rights. That you made a decision in that dispensation that I'm not going to go fight for a country that I can't even eat a sandwich in front of the doggone restaurant. I'm not going to go fight for a country and then when I come back, you're going to make me go hit a back door to go to a bathroom. Now, y'all got to remember, I was born in 1971, so I missed all that. But I appreciate what all my ancestors and people had to go through in their movement in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and even before that. So I believe you should know your history and be grateful and appreciative of that. So when I begin to share with him that I appreciate for what he did back in that time, a tear rolled down his face. Gave me a hug. Of course, he just passed here recently, but it was, a, it was a pleasure to meet somebody of that kind of caliber because he could have been like, bump that. I'm about to be like, OJ, OJ, what shoot? He said, I ain't black, I'm OJ. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't been watching TV. That brother running through hurts. <laughs> running through airports. Brother trying to make that paper. Where then you have Muhammad Ali on the other side saying, bump that paper, I want my rights. I want to be treated like a, 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 an American citizen. Well, you had the other one was like, hey, I'm going to just Uncle, way to Uncle Tom my way to the top. We see where that got him. Don't even let me start talking. <laughs> now, after you didn't kill two people and you got off I would be making arrangements to move to another country. Can I get... I'm going to New Zealand, Australia. I will go live in a hut in Africa. Long as they got a banana tree somewhere in the vicinity. <laughs> Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> you they got off. The trial of the century. And then you're going to go rob somebody for a hat. <laughs> oh, y'all. <laughs> Stay low. <laughs> Stay low. Because if you've been watching this series on him, after he got off the hook, he back partying, got the women, two, three at a time, and then want to stay low. You want God to do something in your life. Work your gift and stay humble. Amen. Come on, give God a hand, praise. Look at each other neighbor and say, stay humble. Let's look at this third clip. My third clip and final clip is don't 
self-sabotage. Look at this. Melvin and I got with Barry and went back home to Motown. Not long after that, someone came up with the bright idea of putting together a reunion tour. Sometimes a good idea should stay an idea. What you doing here so early, man? It's one o'clock. I've been calling you all morning. What's wrong with your phone? There's nothing wrong with my phone. Place is a mess. I told you. All right, listen, man. This is a big, big, big opportunity. You with me, Ruff? What you talking about? It's early. I'm talking about Otis. Motown and them want to put together a reunion tour. Who? Motown, man. Are you hearing me? I don't know about you, but I need this pretty bad, man. I knew they'd come crawling back sooner or later. See, David? That's the same attitude that got your ass fired in the first place. I wasn't fired. I quit. Yeah. You could convince yourself of that. How's about convincing yourself to show up and make this money? I'm with you, Corn. <laughs> Good. We got to meet with Otis and Motown. Of course we do. Because we the voices. And you know, they want the voices. When I got back from Lamont's funeral, it was beginning to look like the reunion tour couldn't survive the reunion. And once again, David was David. Well, Bellman at the hotel said he put David's stuff in his car early this morning, 6 a.m. Dave was still wearing his tux. And? And he drove away. So we don't know if he's going to make it to Cleveland or not. We can only hope. What is this, huh? The third time, Shelly? Yeah, I know. No, no, no. He's doing this on purpose. He knows we get paid based on all seven temps being there. Promoters were afraid of this. No, I was afraid of this. Benny, drive off. Next city. Probably 50. What I look like? A banker? My autograph got to be worth at least a grand. Oh, yeah? Who are you? David Ruffin the Temptations. Well, we dealing cash around here, my man. Cash. Come on, man. Help me. I out. need cash. Two tickets to tonight's concert. I'll be there. So lay some ice on me now. Come on. You gonna perform? That's right. These tickets say the concert is Saturday. So? So today is Sunday. It is? Yeah. In that case, I ain't gonna be there. <laughs> Missed another show? Look, come on, help me out, man. Come on, stop! Say, man, show Mr. Ruff in the door. He had come off a tour with a briefcase full of money. No one is exactly sure what happened. Almost a week went by before the John Doe in the morgue was identified as David Ruffin. All I know is it was a tragic loss. Now, how many of you believe God is a God of a second chance? Now, here it is. They didn't fire him from the group. And then God brings favor back to him full circle to the point to where they decide we're going to do a, a temptation reunion. 
Cornbread walks in the room. It's one o'clock. This brother, the Lord knows what he's been doing. And then he says, man, listen, this is a good opportunity. And he's, all he wants to talk about was, oh, now they want to crawl back to us. Now they need the voice. See, again, thinking more highly of himself than he ought to. Now, here it is. They're back doing their thing. He's back in the group, and he begins to self-sabotage. You know, I grew up in church, and a lot of you grew up in church, and you would hear the preacher say things like, God going to do in you what he want to do. No, he ain't. Not if you don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Because there's a part that you have to play in order to see the hand of God move in your life. The word of God is very specific. It says faith without works is dead. Works in the Greek means action. So there's some things that you have to do in order to see the hand of God move. Because if you just sitting around being idle, life will pass you by. So we see here. Things come back full circle, but he wants to dwell on the past. He wants to dwell on the fact that, oh, they need the voices, which lets us all know you still ain't got over yourself. And until you get over yourself, you limit what God can really do in you, through you, and for you. So at the end of the day, he self-sabotages to the point to where he gives the gentleman the tickets. And my man like, this is Saturday, it's Sunday, bro. Oh, just missed it. So that's why we got to be careful that we don't self-sabotage, that we don't self-destruct. You know what I've learned over the years is that a lot of times people don't have a fear of failing. It's a fear of success. And I think with David, there was a fear of success. As God is elevating you and promoting you, don't you fear that success that comes into your life. Matter of fact, it is the will of God. If you look at it, I believe it's Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter uh, 1 and 8 and 1 and 9. It talks about how God wants us to have good success. But don't you allow success to get the best of you to where all of a sudden your opportunity turns into your opposition. This says, then you will have good success. Somebody say success. He says, for I've I've commanded, I've not commanded you. Be strong, be of good courage, do not be afraid, nor dismay. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, he's with you. He wants you to have success. Let's not self-sabotage what God wants to do in our life. I'll never forget back in the day. I used to, you know, preach for my dad when I was in my early to mid-20s, mid-20s. Because I started preaching the gospel at 25 years old. And there was another gentleman that used to preach uh, for my dad as well. His name was Jeff Anthony. This brother could preach the paint off the wall. We would look forward. Can I get a witness, honey, to him preaching on Sunday nights? Remember the, remember the church used to have Sunday night? How many of y'all know that's not a guy? <laughs> Somebody asked me three weeks. When we doing a Sunday night? I said, never. I want you to have a life after church. See, most pastors that had Sunday nights is because they was bored with their life. I'm not bored at all. I like my Sunday nights at the crib. <laughs> y'all ain't got to everywhere about me pulling y'all out of bed at 7 o'clock. It's about 7 p.m. on Sunday night. I remember one time we was going to do Sunday nights like every quarter. So we was going to call it Super Sunday and bring somebody well-known in. I even shut that down. I said, no, nah, I ain't doing that. 
And my wife said, amen, thank you, Lord. But Jeff Anthony could preach the pain off the wall, articulate, had a, a degree from the University of Bradley, was an accountant, but then died of drug overdose in his late 20s, had his own business. And I'm sitting up here like, I cannot believe. And people was just saying at the funeral, it was just the will of God. It was just, it was his time. You been in them funerals? It was just a time. How are you going to say it was a 29-year-old's time that uh, died of a drug overdose? No, that's self-sabotaging. You interrupted destiny and you aborted your purpose because you wanted to do you. And there are certain scriptures in the Bible I am not trying to fulfill. Go to Romans 6.23 and we're done. This is the scripture none of us want to fulfill. For the wages of sin is death. If you stay out there too long, anybody know anybody, they stayed out there too, they lingered too long. Even you, that was a wake-up call for you, like, wait a minute. If I stay out here a little too long and linger, I can be fulfilling that scripture too. Because the wages of sin is death. On your way up, kingdom, work your gift, stay humble. Don't self-sabotage what God wants to do in you, through you, and for you. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for the word today. Seal it in our hearts. Seal it in our minds.